Have you ever thought, this is hopeless? Why try? There's no point. This will never change. I'll never change. Things just aren't going to change. This is how it is. I'm stuck. I'm stuck forever. If you answered yes, you definitely are not alone. You're not the only one. It's so easy to get stuck in a rut, feeling hopeless, especially as moms. We're always doing for everyone else, keeping our homes, raising our kids, doing all the things. But if you've ever thought, this is just how things are, I'm stuck here. I have really good news for you. You're actually not stuck forever. In fact, today I'm going to share actual proof that you can change. It is possible. And I hope that you're smiling right now and feeling a sense of relief just like I am because what we're talking about today was something that I learned very early on in my journey to reclaiming my life when it felt completely out of control. And it has truly helped me break free from that survival mode. And it continues to help me even now when I get super overwhelmed. So I pray this encourages you right where you're at. Welcome to Her Pursuit, the podcast empowering moms to live with more peace, purpose, and fulfillment starting right now. Join me each week for honest conversations on motherhood, mental health, and growing in our faith. Together, we will explore practical ways to break free from survival mode and discover true peace for the everyday. I'm your host, Kaysen, and I'm so glad you're here. There is a significant amount of research which suggests that many moms experience feelings of being overwhelmed, stressed, feeling trapped in their daily routines. Some studies have found that moms who feel stuck often report high levels of anxiety, depression, and feelings of isolation. They have a hard time maintaining a healthy balance, managing their time effectively, and finding meaning in their life and purpose beyond their parenting roles. I don't know about you, but this is me. Like I should have just said all of that in the first person. I experience feelings of overwhelm. I experience stress. I feel trapped. I deal with anxiety, depression, isolation. I have a hard time maintaining balance and managing my time and finding meaning and purpose beyond my role as mom. How about you? I know I'm not alone here. So there's no guilt or shame if you answered yes, if any of those things describe you. This is where we lay it all out, this space here on this show. We lay it all out. We get really honest with ourselves and God so that we can move forward and not feel stuck, not stay stuck. But I just wonder if we were sitting down face to face, if you would say, Kaysen, I've already given up. You don't understand my situation. You don't know everything I'm facing. You don't know what I'm going through. I've given up. It's really hard. I feel really stuck and I've given up. Maybe you tapped into this episode, you press play because you need proof. You need to know that change is possible for you. And I've got you, sis. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm beyond excited to share this information with you today. Before we dive in, I need you to know two things, two very important things. Number one, I am just your mom friend. I am just your friend here to relay this information. I do, side note, I regret, highly regret not getting my psychology degree because I'm so fascinated by the mind and our brains and how they work. That being said, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. This is not medical advice, okay? This is for informational purposes only. And the second thing is this. You have a choice today. You have a choice. You have a choice in what you do with this information moving forward. You can do nothing. You can stay stuck, which would be really, really sad. So please don't choose that option. Or you can choose to put this information into practice and experience for yourself how it can absolutely transform your life. Like literally, I'm not being dramatic. I'm not, I'm not hyping this up. This is actual real stuff that will change your life. It's 
absolutely changed my life. So let's address the bad news first, okay? Start with the bad news. The bad news is I do believe, and I think it is very possible, to stay stuck in negative thought patterns for your entire life and live a life that never truly lived and experienced the fullness of God. Most of us move throughout life with the belief that this is just who we are. This is my personality. There's nothing I can do to change any of it. It's how I was born. It's how I was raised. It's how I am. It's just me. To sum it up in one word, I would say that we feel powerless. Most of us, if we're honest, would say, there's no point in trying. Nothing about me will ever change. And that is just simply not true. And I don't like talking about the negative, but as your honest mom friend here, we have to be on the same page and we have to realize that like, look, this is a possibility. It is possible for you to stay stuck forever. It's possible, but you don't have to. There's hope. Not only that, there's proof. There's proof. And these are facts we're talking about. This is evidence. This is not just my opinion. It's not something I've made up. This isn't just like hype girl encouragement. This is real scientific evidence, okay? What if I told you that you can take your thoughts and you can make them work for you instead of feeling like they're constantly working against you? Am I the only one that feels like that? Am I the only one who has thoughts that are on repeat and the loops and the negativity and all the things that just feel like it's constantly working against me? What if we could take the thoughts? What if we could do something to make it feel like that things are working in our favor, that they're working for us? Would you believe me? Would you believe that that's true? Whether or not you believe me, there is scientific proof that your brain is actually highly adaptable, moldable, changeable, and with a little bit of effort, just a little bit, just a little tiny bit, friend, we can actually rewire our brains to think in more positive and productive ways. Okay, I know I'm not the only one who needs this. I'm not the only one who needs to figure out, okay, how can I think more positive thoughts, less negative thoughts, and in a way that, think in a way that is more productive for me in my life? It was once believed that the brain was fixed and unchangeable. How hopeless does that sound? Like, that is depressing. I don't, I do not use that word just to to use it. That would truly be the worst news to hear if someone said, well, actually, you're right. You're doomed. You're stuck. Sorry, nothing you can do about all the mess inside your head that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Like, have a good life. See ya. That would be terrible. And at one time, it was believed to be true. But praise God, there's evidence to back up what scripture has always said, that the brain can change, which means you can change. You are not stuck. Change is possible for you, okay? So as we get into this, one really big scientific term that I'm gonna introduce you to possibly if you've never heard it before, maybe if you have, this is just gonna kind of be like a refresh. This big scientific term, neuroplasticity. Okay, don't be scared. I know we're sleep deprived. We feel like we don't have that many brain cells to go back to 10th grade science class. I got you, I got you, okay? I'm breaking it down so we can easily digest it. Don't be scared. Neuroplasticity, kind of hard to say, is just a really fancy word that means, look, your brain has the ability to change and adapt as it experiences new and different things. Hopefully no neuroscientists are listening because I just majorly oversimplified that for us. But that is essentially it. You can change and adapt as you experience new things, as you experience different things. And I'm going to read this here because It is not committed to memory, and it is not information that I just pulled, you know, out of my own brain. 
It says neuroplasticity works by strengthening the connections between neurons in our brains. When we repeatedly engage in a particular thought or behavior, the neural pathways associated with that thought or behavior become stronger. Conversely, a word that is definitely not in my brain, conversely, when we stop engaging in a particular thought or behavior, those neural pathways weaken and eventually disappear. This means that we can actively rewire our brains by repeatedly engaging in positive thoughts and behaviors. I know that was kind of a lot. Did you catch that? Basically, you can strengthen connections in your brain, the positive ones, if we reinforce those. And if we can stop engaging in the negative ones, then they'll weaken and they'll go away. The thought will go away and it will leave you alone, which is what I know that you want and need because if you're anything like me, that is what we want and need. We need for all the negative thoughts to disappear and go away and be quiet. And they will, they can, okay? It means we are in control. Neuroplasticity is essentially your ability to learn a new way of being, a new way of thinking, a new way of feeling and acting. It means you can be different. If you want to be different, you can be different. It means you can get back in the driver's seat and start making your thoughts work for you instead of feeling like they're constantly spiraling or getting stuck in a negative loop. Don't ask me how I know these things, okay? And it also means that it's never too late for change. If you're alive, you're breathing, you're listening to this right now, then you have the ability to change, even if you've been stuck for years, years, okay? Let me tell you a little story, a little bit about me, a little bit of background. I remember feeling anxious even as a child. I would lay in my bed, elementary school age. I would lay in my bed and little anxious case and bless her heart. She felt her heart racing and she was worried and she was scared and there was anxiety and anxious thoughts. I think I started spiraling as a child, like bless it. Okay. (laughs) I remember feeling anxious as a child. And as I got older, this anxiety developed into panic attacks. Obviously I didn't have any of the vocabulary around any of these things. I didn't know. I didn't know how to verbalize it. Honestly, didn't know that everybody didn't feel this exact way because I've struggled with it for so long. I've literally just thought this is how everyone is. Like this must be how everyone is. As I got older, I realized this was not how everyone functioned. And then I started to wonder, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Why do I feel this way? Okay. So as I got older, the anxiety kind of progressed into regular panic attacks. Like you know, not the kind where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm about to have a panic attack because blah, 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 blah. No, like this this is like actual panic attack. So not just passively saying it in a sentence, being overly dramatic. I'll never forget one day I was sitting in class. I was in high school. We had finished our work. It was the end of the day. So some kids were talking. I'd laid my head down and closed my eyes for just a second. And all of a sudden I jerked awake, gasping for air. My heart was racing. Blood was pumping. I could not catch my breath. Honestly, felt like I was being chased by a lion, but for no reason at all. And I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. It was like I couldn't breathe. My my throat felt like it was being constricted. I just couldn't breathe. My heart was racing. I had to go sit into another office to calm down. I was so panicked. I ended up calling my mom. I called my husband, which my boyfriend at the time. And I think that I just cried. I was like, something's wrong with me. I don't know why I feel like this. Something is wrong because this wasn't anything new for me. 
This was one of the many times that I would just feel really strange symptoms that were very real, by the way. But nobody else could see them. It didn't really make sense because I seemed to be like a healthy, normal high school girl. And I couldn't make sense of it. I couldn't understand why this was happening to me. And I was scared and I was upset. And I just, I felt like that something was wrong with me and it would upset me because I wanted it to stop because it felt scary and I didn't like it, but I didn't know how to make it go away. Now, why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing that with you because I understand, trust me, friend, there's going to be a lot more of story time to come. Like I get this more than you know, this Unfortunately, I'm not proud of this. This this progressed and it built and built as I got older, as I had my first daughter, after her birthday, after I had my second. We were in a traumatic car accident. Things continued to get worse before they got better. And maybe that's where you're at now. Maybe you feel like you are at the deepest, darkest part of the pit and there's like nowhere else to go. You're at the very bottom. I get that. I get that. And that's why I'm sharing it with you because I can relate. Now, in this moment, you know, back to high school, the story I was telling you, in that moment, does practicing a thought pattern and in the neuroplasticity and all of those things, does that, does it help? Does it work? I think that it could have helped. You know, there's different techniques that I've learned, like breath work and grounding since I've been in my 20s and 30s. These types of things that do help you in those moments when you're experiencing that panic. But I didn't even realize at that point all of the underlying things that were contributing to the feelings of anxiety and the panic attacks. And we don't have time, like I said, to unpack all of it here, but I promise to share more of what I've learned along the way that's helped me to heal and overcome in a lot of ways, because that's what I want for you. I I share that because I understand feeling stuck for years. You know, when I was reading up on this and kind of refreshing myself, I felt so much hope when I read that line that it doesn't matter if you felt stuck for years. It doesn't matter. I know I have, I know lots of people have that have implemented these things we're going to talk about in just a minute and kind of like took their power back and said, hey, I'm tired of living like this. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to be like this anymore. I actually want to be different. I want to be a different person. I want to think differently. I want to feel differently. I want to act differently. And you can. And that's why I feel so compelled to share with you, share my my experiences and these tools so that you can feel empowered to take control of wherever you are, take control of whatever you can, and really get back in the driver's seat of your life. Remember, this show exists to help you break free from survival mode. So I've got you. If you feel like that's where you're at, I've got you. You don't have to stay there and you don't have to stay stuck, okay? You may know this. But I'm going to say it anyways. Everything starts with a thought. Everything. So don't downplay the role of taking one thought captive and reframing it to essentially rewire and retrain your brain. And we're going to get into more of what that looks like. I'll share, okay, how do you actually do this? Because I found for me there is a process and there is a practical way to take thoughts captive and reframe them and create a new thought, which is essentially what we just talked about. And I promise I'm going to share all of that with you. Today is all about realizing and believing that change is possible for you. Science backs it up. The Bible backs it up. There's proof that you can change. So to get a little practical with this, some of my favorite ways to rewire and retrain my brain are 
Number one, mindfulness and meditation. Yes, I actually get still and quiet when I can. Sometimes I follow a guided meditation, and yes, it's weird, especially at first. Now it's not really that strange, but in the beginning, I would open my eyes because I just felt like, you know, is somebody going to come in and see me doing this? Is somebody watching me? Even though I knew I was all alone in my room. So yes, it is kind of strange and kind of awkward, especially if you've never done it before. But it has honestly been one of my top three go-tos for when I feel really stressed or anxious. And what you'll find as you begin to implement these things and try some of what we talk about here is that you just need space. You just need space to sit and be and be with yourself and be with God. And it may be uncomfortable at times. It is for me because emotions will rise and things from the past are brought up randomly. But we have to make space for ourselves. We have to sit and simply be. And sometimes I realize I've been super tense, like clenching almost. Other times tears will fall. Whatever comes, just let it pass. Sit with yourself. And I've got more coming on mindfulness and meditation because it definitely needs its own episode. Like it's that important and there's that much to cover. But mindfulness and meditation is one of the ways that we can take control of the the narrative. We can decide, okay, for this amount of time, I'm going to sit and this is what I'm going to think on. This is what I'm going to meditate on, what I'm going to dwell on. Whether you choose to think about a particular thought, whether you're choosing to think about a particular scripture, or it's a guided meditation, you do have to be careful with these. You have to be careful with yoga and meditation for what it's worth, in my opinion, because there are practices that can lead you. um, I'm trying to be careful with how I say this. They can be, it can be very deceptive. Like that's with anything of the world, right? Satan, the enemy, he's very deceptive. It's very easy to be deceived and to be kind of pointed to self or pointed to the universe or something that kind of is like all this new age stuff that you may or may not have heard about. But, you know, I'm just very careful and cautious. I tend to find Christian meditations that I can do. And I'm I'm just very careful. So be aware when you're looking into this, if you maybe try this for yourself, just be aware. I want you to be aware of that. Okay. So another way to put this into practice is to challenge the negative thought. Like, have you ever stopped to evaluate that thought that's on repeat in your mind? The one you think about all day, every day? Have you ever challenged it? Have you ever asked yourself, what if this actually isn't true? What if it's only halfway true? What if it's not exactly how I'm framing it in my mind? Probably not because most of our thoughts are automatic. They happen in a split second and we don't even think anything of it because we think, oh, that's just how I am or that's just how I think. That's just what I do. But challenging your thoughts can help you to rewrite them into a more positive thought, a more beneficial thought, right? And look, I get it. I'm a glass half empty kind of girl by nature. It's just how I tend to see the world. But if you're anything like me and you, you're you like that too, like it's not an excuse for us to just let negative thoughts run over us and just let them run wild Taking an honest look at my thoughts and replacing lies with truth is another one of, I would say, the top three ways that I've found true peace and freedom in my day-to-day life. And one last way to retrain your brain that kind of piggybacks off of the last one and challenging negative thoughts is using scripture memory or affirmations. Because anytime you are being intentional and you're choosing, you're choosing what you're going to think about instead of letting the thoughts choose you and run over you, that is basically you are kind of like a snowplow. You're kind of like plowing through with this new thought. And the more that you think it and the more that you repeat it, 
especially like the same one, you know, kind of like the same general thing, then you dig that path deeper and deeper and it's going to stick. Just a little visual that I like to kind of remind myself of is like, I'm digging this new path. I have to forge a new way. So keep that in mind. You again, have to be careful with affirmations. If you're a Christian mama, Because before you know it, the world will have you believing you're the end-all be-all and all the answers are within you and you're in control and you hold the power. And while we do have free will and our actions are our choice to make, we have to find this balance for that, for free will, while also partnering with the Holy Spirit and being Holy Spirit-led. Because trust me, the world is going to take every opportunity to lead us astray and point us to ourselves. And, you know, the answers are within and you are this and you are that, a lot of times that's not what I need. I don't need to know who I am. I need to be reminded of who God is. I've spent enough time thinking about myself, what I am and what I'm not. I need more time focused on who God is, his character. So figuring out a way to incorporate scripture memory and biblical affirmations is another huge way to begin to take control of your mind and create this new change to get unstuck, get out of this stuck pattern that you're in. And if this was your first time hearing all of this information, do not let it overwhelm you. Very simply put, you are capable of change. It's how God designed you. It's never too late to start. And ultimately, it's up to you to take action. Let that inspire you. Let it empower you to start today. Today. You can take baby steps in this. Take one step of action day by day. I'm telling you, that's how I did it. It's how you're going to do it. It's how it's how it has to be done because otherwise it's too much. You'll be so overwhelmed. You just won't know where to start. So just take it a little baby bite, baby step at a time, okay? And please remember, remember you were made for so much more than survival mode. Do not stay stuck there. You don't have to. I've given you the proof. I've laid it out before you. You're made for more than that. You were made for more than staying stuck. You're made for more than just barely getting by every day. So begin to walk in the fullness of Christ one step at a time and enjoy the abundant life that he has for you right now. I'll see you next time, friend.